what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Hey, what's going on, guys? Royale with cheese here, and uh, this is episode nine, and uh, we're gonna present to you the farewell, and then we're gonna go into Kramer versus Kramer, put up against Superman. Yeah, uh, this was definitely an interesting week. Um, I ne- didn't see any of these three movies, which would be probably a first, I think, for our lineup. But to start us off, we have The Farewell. This was an interesting movie. Caleb actually had to not force me to go. but Basically bribe, bribe him to go see it. Uh, it wasn't the opening weekend for us. I just uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about how great this movie is and everything, and uh, I thought I'd definitely give it a shot. It looked fairly interesting, so I said what the heck, and uh, I had to drag Seth along, and uh, he finally succumbed to it, and uh, he went to go see it. Yeah, this is a movie about a Chinese family discovers their grandmother has only a short while to live, and basically... They keep this from her in the dark because, I mean, that's the tradition. And it's very tough on the main actor. I mean, this is an hour and 40 minutes. It's PG. Got a 90 meta score. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's directed and written by uh, Lulu Wang. And uh, it's, it's a biographical pick in a sense. And uh, like Seth was saying, basically, uh, the grandmother's dying. And uh, so, in China, and... Uh, Billy, her family, and uh, played by, I think it's, I'm going to say Aquafina, but I know, I know <laughs> it, there's no way that's right, but Aquafina, yeah, and uh, she does really well in this role, and she plays, she's, I don't know, I don't know exactly how old they say she is, but I'd say she's probably like 22-ish, when you say 25 maybe? Yeah. I don't know. She's, so. She, she no, she might be younger, because she's supposed to be set, I feel like, in college. Sure, that's the, sure. That's the whole yeah. world going. So basically, uh, the grandma's dying. So like, in an effort for the whole family to go back and see her, her cousin has like this not fake wedding, but like a rushed wedding, so that the family can get together and all visit with the grandma before she dies, basically. And uh, so they all go back to China, and it's just it's kind of fish out of water in a sense because Billy doesn't speak that. She didn't speak uh, Mandarin that well and stuff, and she speaks it decently, but it's just kind of, and she kind of misses the old homeland, I guess, and all this stuff, and uh, the grandma's definitely like the matriarch of the family, and it's just, this movie is shot beautifully, I mean, the colors they use in it and every shot is really cool, and uh, I just would like to definitely note that uh, in one of the scenes, they have like the whole family gets together and is like walking towards the camera, very uh, Tarantino esque, which I super enjoyed. But um, it was good, you know. Yeah, um, I I mean I liked it. I mean I felt like, I mean this is like a weird pick, but this is me in like real life. But I felt like Billy was slouching the whole movie she like stuck her neck out i yeah. felt like her neck was like stuck out like this the whole time and it was kind of just made me feel like it was like one of those things like where like i mean probably most people wouldn't notice but like i picked up on it and like i couldn't stop thinking about it the whole movie i mean but besides that kind of humanized her in a way though in yeah because yeah. it made it not okay go on it <laughs> all i was gonna say is it, it was a really solid movie i mean through all the acting i mean it was it was pretty good acting by all of them um 
if you don't like reading subtitles, I would not suggest going to see this. Yeah, I mean, uh, how how do you, how did you do with the subtitles? Because I know you have not seen a ton of foreign film, and th- even though this is not a foreign film, it definitely, um, I mean, eighty percent of it's spoken in uh, Mandarin. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind it. I, I like I liked it. I picked up on it pretty well. I mean, I feel like there was one time when there was a glare and I didn't pick up on it, but it yeah, was, I I feel like it was fine. I, I mean, feel like there's a big apprehension people watching movies with subtitles and i don't really get it because everyone says oh it distracts you but in a way like it makes you more focused on especially at home the words having to focus and read instead of like being on your phone i think actually helps a lot and uh so hey try subtitles next time that's a recommendation for today's podcast no, don't do it don't do it <laughs> only if it's a foreign film see i wouldn't i wouldn't put on subtitles unless i can't hear it or it's a foreign film and generally if i'm watching a good movie I like that's in English. I don't need subtitles. Cause... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't need it. But like, like I said, like it sometimes helps me focus on the movie. So it, it's just one of those things I like to do. Yeah, uh, she obviously Billy played a really good role. She she played in Crazy Rich Asian Neighbors Two, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, and... Crazy Rich Asian though is like her. Um, that's kind of like her breakout role, I'd say. Oh, for sure. And um, I mean, this movie was. I enjoyed it. It was actually kind of like silently pro-American in a lot of senses because uh, there's a scene, you know, where they're talking about... Because basically the whole movie is the family... Some of the family moved to China. Billy's family moved to America. And the rest of the family stayed in China. And it's just the whole thing of how, like, everyone comes back to China to meet together. But they all are kind of competing, like, which country is the best and all these things. And, um... Billy's family really gives a good case for America. I mean, they really talk about how it's the land of prospering and, like, that they came basically not knowing anything and they were treated well. Billy kind of re- does a rebuttal, but uh, it was for me, it felt, felt kind of weird because, like, most movies today are not pro-American. I'm not even saying this was, like, super patriotic. I'm just saying, like, it was very subtly pro-American. I mean, yeah, I guess kind of. But then they hit on like that China's the best because that's where they all came from. So yeah, but Billy's family doesn't agree. Yeah, just Billy's. Everyone yeah, the else, only family from else, America. Yeah, but everyone else disagrees. Yeah, like I know the ja- Japanese family and know. all that. Well, yeah, but no, I really give the shout out to the fiance. I mean, she she didn't speak a lick of yeah yeah the, the, oh yeah well so yeah the cousin who's coming back to China to get married for the excuse his fiance is like definitely doesn't know much mandarin or anything and she's definitely fish out of she water know here any mandarin That's and she thing. can speak like some phrase but no yeah she's he really doesn't understand anything it's really. like you go over to china right now no that, it's not that bad no <laughs> i mean like i said though there's some shots in this movie that are, like they do um a shot of the apartment buildings and stuff and it's really like i don't want to say i don't want to say wes anderson it's not but it's very like symmetrical and it's really cool the shots in this film i mean this is like i said a super well shot film and i can see why so many people liked it it's a very heartwarming story i mean um it i really enjoyed it like i said um we even brought our other friend and he actually enjoyed it which out of all three of us i definitely thought he'd be the one who had the most hang up on it being 80% in Mandarin. Well, we, we really don't take his movie opinions, if we're being honest. We bring him around for, That's the, true. for That's the, true. the common folks' opinion, you know? <laughs> the common folk, <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, no, but, I mean, it was... I liked, honestly, the shot I really liked, which was the circling shot, you know, when they're all playing that game. 
it was kind of cool how they had the music playing, but then they had the voices faded out, and they had that circle shot going around. And it always kept panning back to him. But it was a cool shot because it kept circling the table and then panning back to him. Yeah, like I said, this this movie um, definitely was fun to watch in that sense like it it wasn't boring it wasn't this shot reverse shot reverse shot shot reverse shot you know it was just a real good like they, they definitely mixed it up with the angles and everything and it was just super interesting to watch and i mean i would even like i said even our other buddy who could care less about any of this really enjoyed it because it was it had its funny moments and it really like showed you kind of culturally how China is, and a little bit, I guess. I mean, I'm hoping it was good representation of it. But it was just kind. Of, it was a really. I don't know. I really enjoyed myself with this one. I, I don't. I don't think it's. The hype is necessarily all there for this movie. From what I've heard, this is like the best movie of the year. I mean, it's really good, but I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know if I like really enjoyed myself. I'm not. I'm not here to like go to that extent. I mean, it was a good movie. It, it was good sit down. I like the theater we go to. We have this special theater. We can't say, but secrets. Yeah, but it. I like the theater for sure, and I mean, the movie was good. I mean, it it was a good show, but it was kind of just like, you know, your typical family film no <laughs> not at like. all I, it definitely was but it did that. have a, it did have an interesting plot because i don't know much about like chinese history yeah it's kind of crazy like they kept kept they keep the grant they keep old people in the dark so that they can live their lives out like normally well, we probably should explain it fully like the grandma develops cancer right yeah and they tell it to the tumors si- in her lungs yeah and they tell it to the sister because there's a chinese like Custom. Custom, yeah. Basically, and the family gets to decide if they tell them or not. And but most families don't, don't because they don't want them to change their lives. They want them to live like they're normal. And the whole the whole tension the whole movie is that Billy really loves her and like they're super scared that um that Billy's going to be like gonna freak out and tell her. Well they think she's emotional. That that's why. Which is well, she funny is, because but... she's emotional, but definitely I felt like the cousin, the one getting married, was way more emotional than her. Yeah, but the new the thing is Billy's like closer to her than I think uh, the cousin was is one of the reasons. Yeah. Um it 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 was it was uh interesting movie. I mean it, there were some funny scenes. There definitely was, like I said, at the wedding and then well, technically the reception. Also, I don't know about history that much, but they were talking like the grandma fought in the war. She was. Well, I'm sure she probably did. I don't know what yeah, war they're necessarily I mean, talking about, but dude, was they it probably used like, all hands on deck, man. Maybe. <laughs> that was a funny story. Yeah, that was very funny. Um, also, when the dad gets drunk, that was really funny, <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, it, I mean, it was a good movie. I, I would suggest, I mean, if you hate subtitles. No, um, even if you hate subtitles, go see this movie. No. Break out of your stupid ways and go see a movie that challenges you okay. a little bit. I, I agree with that, but, you know... No, because... All I'm saying is what I'm saying subtitles is, What I'm saying is you're missing out by only watching American... Even though this is an American movie, going and only watching American movies without subtitles of any sort or any other things, it, it's good for you, and uh, you should just do it. I mean, because you're missing so much film by just watching American-made stuff that you would see every day of the week. Um, I would say you're missing like one percent of film. No, there, there's so much. I'm not saying go watch. Okay, how many good actually subtitles movies are there out there? Foreign movies? Yeah. How many good foreign movies are made? Literally, probably, probably thousands. 
a year. No. You're crazy. But no, a year. Maybe a thousand since no, in a lifetime year. since film history. A yeah. thousand. Okay, so a thousand. I mean you know, a lot of people a lot of people would disagree with me on this. But I'm saying like there's plenty of good foreign films out there that you're gonna miss out on. And we just miss out on them because we think they talk different, so therefore we have to watch subtitles and you don't want to put yourself through it. It's like the people no, it's I, like the people that refuse to watch black and white movies. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. No, it's you not. think it's bad because it's black and I'm, white. Okay, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not I'm saying there are good foreign films. Like obviously there's good foreign films. We like a lot of good foreign films. But you're don't act like you're missing out on no, literally you, you half are. a film out here. No, but you're okay. You're not. You're if not you, missing if you out refuse, half a film. If you refuse to go watch a movie simply based on the fact that you have to read subtitles. You're missing out. Okay, yeah, but you're blowing this way out of proportion. No, you're I'm like, not. You're like, this is literally I'm re- half I, of I, film history I really right do. here. I, okay, no. you miss out on the whole French New Wave. You miss out on, you, okay, oh, even contemporary stuff. Here like Even contemporary here stuff like Incendies. Just everyone buckle Incendies. up. Incendies and, you know, is, okay, what about Old Boy? Down. Old Boy. Old Boy. I'm not saying there's not good movies. I'm saying there's good movies, but I'm saying it's like literally like maybe 5% of film. That's I mean it's good and I think you should watch it, but I'm not saying like, I mean, by not watching this the Titanic sinking. No, but what I'm like, saying is what I'm saying is if you simply refuse to watch a movie because of that, I think that's a dumb reason. I mean I think I think you should watch foreign films. I mean maybe this shouldn't be your first, but this is, I mean I don't think it's bad because it's made by Americans, so it feels very American. They just speak a different language. Well, Caleb, they're American. Well, some of them are. Three of them. They're clearly stated American. She's like, no. Okay, so just breaking down this, there's a funny joke. They're all sitting around the table, and this is more on Caleb's patriotic ways. They, uh, they're talking about basically who they are. And the grandma is like, oh, you guys are all basically Chinese. And the dad of Billy's like, well technically we're american <laughs> yeah and then like, well it's the american way because anyone can become american well, as long he, as you go through the right customs well and, well he's saying that he's like he's proud of it like and then the other guy the japan the guy who moved to japan's like i'll always be chinese and but i mean it's just like this fact that he's proud to be an american and like i said it, i'm not even saying i'm just saying it's different you don't see that in film today because usually that's looked down upon but i'm i'm glad they just, I feel, because it's biographical, so I'm sure her parents really did feel that way. Oh, yeah. And so I'm glad I mean, they portrayed it correctly. Yeah, it's, it's basically the gist of it is it's a, it's a good movie. I the, mean, you should go watch it as if you get a chance. What's, uh, what's, what rating did you give it? I gave it an 8 out of 10. Oh, I did say. There, but there was, there was one scene I want to pick apart. The end scene. Well, you're just, spo- no, no, Tom, wait, no, no, no. Okay, just don't, don't, we're done good so far, not spoiling anything. So you can go through the last scene, just don't spoil anything, though. I mean, I don't know how. Okay, well, anyways. Oh, I get it. I yeah, get yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so long story short, basically they end up driving away in the end. And well, they, dri- they have to get back on plane yeah, to America. Yeah, because they got to go back to America. I mean, they can't, I mean, they can stay there forever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're obviously not going to. So Billy's really sad, right? And it's like, it's like one of those, it's a pretty cool scene. Like, I mean, it's not cool because it's really sad, but it's it's a really like heartwarming scene, 
and then they heartwarming is not the word. Help me out. What, what are you, you talking about when they're driving? When they're driving away, and Billy's like crying. Heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. There we go. That's it. It's a very heart wrenching scene, and it, it's kind of like a cool angle they get yeah, it from yeah, because exactly. they have them in the two seats, and then you see the grandma in the window behind. Yep. It, it really is a cool scene, and I really did think they should have ended it there. Well, and they went on to do this this thing where they get back basically to New York and. The she's like paying Billy, tribute. Yeah, yeah, Billy does that thing in the Yeah, end. she like pays tribute but to her grandma. By doing this move that they were doing in China. But, I mean, I thought it would have been better for them to end on that car scene. I, I would have sure. liked it better. I, I, yeah, I, it would have been better for it. me. That's fine. So I can live with that. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for both of us. Uh, yeah, definitely go, go check it out. I mean, it is one of the better movies I've seen this year. I mean, it's definitely uh, top five. But. Yeah, Sean Hobbs. Like, come on. Come on. Let's let's get real here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on to the Academy versus the People, uh, 1979. Kramer versus Kramer. This is actually, I didn't know how I felt going into this. I mean, I did not know too much about this because basically I never heard of the film till we got to this. And it, I mean, it honestly... You know, it's the classic story. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but it's basically about um, Ted Kramer's wife leaves him, right, all abruptly and says basically because he didn't love him love or her. love her, but leaves him with the kid, right? And he's this working businessman that's getting up through ranks of the business, but he... Yeah, he isn't really focused on his family life. He's more focused on his business life right now. But he also wants his family life too. Like he tried keeping his wife around. And maybe he wasn't the best, but yeah, like, for sure. he, he definitely tried keeping her around. And then basically, so she leaves, and he basically now has to buckle down and do stuff that he never did before, like taking care of the kid, cooking breakfast, taking him to school. So now he's like on this task-managing machine between work and his kid. And basically later on she comes back, and she wants to regain custody of the kid. So without spoiling it, that's basically the plot and what happens. Yeah, I mean, basically, yes, that's right. She leaves, and um, he he basically has to take care of the kid now, and he doesn't really know how to do it because he Meryl Streep, which is uh, the wife, she's did everything like she cooked, she took him to school, and all that stuff. So basically, he has to learn from scratch like how to take care of his kid, right? And uh, he definitely struggles at first, for sure. And he doesn't really know what to do. But over this, like, year and a half process, he, like, becomes a really good dad. Really looking out for him and all this stuff. And uh, just to say, this is one of the worst cover arts for any Blu-ray disc of all time. (laughs) It really does not look like an intriguing movie just from the Blu-ray art. But anyways, I mean... It's a Dustin Hoffman plays Ted Kramer, and he he really knocks out of the park. And I mean, the only thing the thing I can say about this movie is it's a super. I mean, she even plays it well. They, they oh have yeah, a pretty it's, good, it's cast. A good even cast. The kid does well. I mean, I it's mean. just there's the best way to describe this movie is is a super solid movie. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, the, I don't know any other way to say it. like. I mean, I'm also. A it doesn't. Bit... I don't think it takes any super risks with it. It plays it really safe, and it just does a solid movie, in my opinion. Can can we just take a moment and like see how this is PG? 
in the one. This was a definitely a hard PG, man. Not as hard as an airplane PG, but definitely a hard PG. No, I don't know, man. Definitely, definitely. This might have beat airplane. No, 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 no. Airplane definitely beats this. But um, I mean this this movie was heartwarming. There you go. Now we can use the word. I mean, uh, Dustin Hoffman basically he uh. He just works so hard. He, he works so hard because what what him. happens is Meryl Street comes back after like a year and a half and basically says like, I've gotten myself correct and uh, basically I wanna I wanna be Billy's life, but I don't want to just be part of his life. I want to take custody, and um, he he's just he he's like taught well, the kid how to ride a bike. Well, like, he, he literally he's, he's raised grown, the kid. He's grown grown super attached to the kid. And he said basically. What are you talking about? You abandoned him. Why would I give him back to you? And so it ensues into this big custody battle, and uh, he he has well, you gotta to. You got to put in perspective for back then. Custody battles. Between, well, even today. Yeah, I mean, there's between, there's like zero chance the man gets it. So basically, he all these things happen to him, and he has to like, and he doesn't really care. Like at this point, he's like, I don't care what happens to me. He, the only because, thing he cares about. Because in the beginning, yeah, he's his kid. Because in the beginning, they show like all he cares about is his job. And his focus switches very quickly into only caring about Billy. He ends up actually losing his job. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we can always take that out. No, it's fine. Whatever. No, I'm just saying, like, what I'm saying is that he just, he basically, he realizes his priorities are wrong and switches them. And he starts taking care of the kid. And Meryl Streep, you just hate her. But <laughs> well, my, my whole point of it is he loses his job. And he basically takes a lower paying job, which what, what do we figure it out what to be? It was he was making around like over a hundred grand. Yeah, but what do we figure job. out like what he dropped? And then he dropped it down to I think like I think it, it was, was like, like thirty five or forty. It grand. was like forty seven, I think. Yeah, forty seven in grand. today's terms. But it was just so he could get a job because if you don't have a job in a custody battle, you, you're losing for sure. So he basically takes this. Way less paying job when he could wait till the end of the year and actually get a job close to what he had. Yeah. Just for this. And the reason he gets fired is because of his kid. Like, his kid was sick, so he had yeah, to go he, get him. He, yeah. he got beat up or something, so he had to go get him from school. Stuff like that. That's the reason he loses his job. So it just it puts you more in perspective of how much this kid means to him. Yeah, and that that's the whole movie. I mean, it's a real simple movie. I mean, only clocking in an hour, 46 minutes. I mean, it's nothing super in-depth or anything, but, I mean, it is just heartwarming and super solid. I mean, I don't, I don't really have much to say besides that. I mean, good performances all the way around, and uh, it's just it's a good movie. Now, did you say who this was directed by? Yeah, it's directed by um, Robert Benton, which is funny because he had, plays his hand in Superman also. Yes. Yeah. But it, he um, doesn't direct it, though. No, he doesn't direct it. He but, writes it. Well, yeah, he adapts it. He he helps write this film, adapt it from the book, and then he also writes a screenplay for Superman, which we're gonna be talking about next. So he he had his uh he has work cut out that year for him. I mean, I'd say this is definitely this and uh, the last movie are solid movies. I mean, I mean, I I definitely enjoyed the farewell more than I enjoyed Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Okay. Now. I had an interesting thought on Kramer versus Kramer, so shoot, I can't spoil it. But basically, you know, I mean, I, I'm not gonna spoil it. But 
in movies, you know how it's common for everything to have a happy ending. Now, who's with me in the fans and wants to see an unhappy ending every once in a while, you know? Like, main character die or something? I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> we like I mean, we need to change it up. Like, they're just writing the same films and everything. I just want to see, you know, somebody die. Yeah, it's going to be but sad. But you, know, you know how people this would have pissed off if it would have ended bad? I mean, they literally spent an hour and a half. I, I would have gave it mouths No, no, no. There's, of just, there's plenty of movies where I'm like, if they subvert my expectations, I'm happy. But this one, I'm like, no, no, no. Stick to I mean, sc- it would have been very tragic. But, the, I mean, that... It's kind of the way it was going. But this, so this movie, I okay, this, liked it. For but that, this whole you know? movie is a play it safe movie. Oh, 100. percent That's why it won the Academy Award. Well, yeah. I mean, right there. That's what I'm saying. It's that's a, exactly it's, why it's I won. an Oscar bait movie. I mean, it's a it's a safe movie, and uh, that's why it didn't end any bad. It's also based off a book. I'm not sure if that's how the book ends. But um. Yeah, but kill if you play it safe all your life, where are you gonna be? No, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying like, this, this movie is not the 40 movie. 40 grand wage job and that's it. <laughs> this is not know? the movie where some character suddenly movie ca- gets cancer that's or something get, and has you know? to die. Like, this is not that type of movie. Yeah, but I mean, they could have easily went that direction. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but that would piss people off, like I said. Like, this this movie, they wanted to make money with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. I, I didn't really have too many quarrels about it. I mean, there's a couple that I was like... Really questioning once again the PG, but yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I mean, what would you give the movie? I give it an eight out of ten. Really, I, I gave it a seven out of ten. I mean, like I said, I I wasn't blown away. Like it's a good solid movie. I recommend it to some people, but I mean, like, I mean, without the subtitles on, obviously. No, turn the subtitles so you can pay more attention. <laughs> no, because then if you have the subtitles on a movie like this, then you're looking at the subtitles and now what's going on. No, but I mean, it's just, yes. this is basically just a heartwarming movie. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not going to challenge you at all or anything. Yeah, but for sure, shout out to Dustin Hoffman and Meryl, Meryl Streep. Street. Yeah, Great Meryl, acting. Yeah, Meryl Streep is uh, back-to-back uh, winners. You know, she was in uh, Deer Hunter last year and then Kramer vs. Kramer this year. I mean, she's kind of starting her all-star casting in this movie. I mean, Yeah, it was actually kind of funny. We started off the movie and I'm like, Kill, didn't we just see her in something? And Kel's like, yeah, <laughs> the deer hunter. I'm like, that's what we just saw in. Yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was, like, phenomenal by any means. I would suggest, you know, I mean, if you're looking for the ultimate movie experience, what you do is you go outside, you know, you pull down a white screen, get the projector going with some nice speakers. No, the Kramer versus Kramer is a not the movie going for this. Outside, no, I'm saying ultimate movie experience. A fire going. And, you know, if you're into smoking cigars, smoke a cigar. Maybe have a little drink. That's the ultimate movie experience. But probably, like Caleb said, not for this movie. Or actually any of these movies this week. Maybe you can pull off Superman. No. This week is this week was a... The Deer Hunter. Okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll go further into this. So, um, you gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. Yes. Uh, now we move on to top grossing film of 1979, which is uh, Superman. Uh, technically, it was actually released in 1978, but I believe it was released on Christmas Day, so in uh, six days, really, is the only time it's in 1978. But this movie grossed um, about $300 million, which is really big for 1979, you know? I mean, can we just, like, hit on, I mean, coming into this, didn't we think it was both going to be, like, kind of cheesy? 
Uh, I mean, you gotta give it. It's like a '78 film, like, and it's Superman. How are they gonna make him fly? Stuff like that. Yeah, they use the practical effects in this are really good, but um, it's phenomenal, be, be, except for one scene. But we'll hit on that later. I mean, it's a Superman origin Wait. story, so it shows his planet blowing up, and he comes to the United States, gets adopted by people, and basically he just kind of learns his powers, moves to the Metropolis, becomes a reporter. Uh, Lex Luthor's the villain. I mean. If you know any of Superman's backstory, this is uh this is a super solid origin movie. Oh yeah, now, Superman plays it well. I mean, Lois yeah, Lane. Christopher Reeves is Lex good Luther, in it. Luther, honestly, I thought Lex Luthor had the best acting. Well, it's Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is uh, for sure the one of the best. I mean, Christopher Reeves, this is really his breakout role. Oh yeah, but and he does really well in it. Gene Hackman just yeah, Gene it. Hackman's great. Um, we made a mistake though. We watched a director's cut. Which it adds about forty minutes to the movie, which is fine with me. No, it's not. Well, anyways, <laughs> I mean, can we just let's start at the beginning here? Can we break down about how uh, on his home planet, how uh, everyone was like in this bright, shiny, white color? I mean, everyone. But then, for some reason, Superman was in red and white, or not red and white, blue and red. Like, what is up with that? Was it like the parents were like, oh, we got something I actually, from everyone. No, I actually think there's an explanation. I don't know if they say it in this movie, but there's an explanation, but I do not know it offhand. But um, his father is uh, Marlon Brando, which is like, I'll get into it a little later. He has a crazy backstory with the producing of, of how this movie was made and everything. But um, that it, the practical effects, the, really set, the design set for that uh for his home planet and everything is crazy good I think for 1978 I mean it looks like they spent a lot of money doing that also uh can we take a step back and uh look at the soundtracks because I'm pretty sure they stole, stole well, Star yeah, Wars' soundtrack it was 100%. John Williams who also did the uh, score for um Star Wars and everything so especially the opening the opening uh, score is almost exactly the same as Star Wars, which I enjoyed because I enjoyed John Williams's music. I mean, his scores are great, so I mean, it did feel like Star Wars because, I mean, it's John Williams. I mean, <laughs> also, I don't know if that was in the comics, but when he throws the kryptonite and then all of a sudden this thing just builds out of the place, you're just like, I, I what think, the heck? I, I think actually this movie, I mean, I don't... Superman, honestly, is not one of my favorite uh, superheroes just because he's invincible, and I don't know, it just... He never really was that great for me. Maybe the Dark Knight, man. Let's go. So, I mean, he, it was a solid movie. I mean, this movie, like I said, made $300 million, which is crazy for that day. And, um, I mean, Lex Luthor is played by Gene Hackman. But the thing about this movie is it feels very comic booky. Oh, yeah. Well, also, what is up with Superman being a diaper sniper? I mean, like, they have a scene where... Oh, uh, yeah, Lois Lane is shown. I think that's part of... Clark is, like, listen, 18, I'm, 19, and Lois Lane's, like, six years old. No listen, joke. Listen, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to definitely think that scene is part of the director's cut, not in the original okay, film. Okay, I was going to say, because that is kind of like, scoop a doop doop Yeah, he's, like, running past a train, and uh, the only person who sees this is Lois Lane at six years old. But whatever. Yeah, but you're like, he's 19, she's 6. I'm like, this guy weird. But, I mean, maybe that's just the most modern thinking. You know, but the only cheesy part, which I wouldn't even say it was cheesy, it was just kind of funny, weird, is when he was running. So they had him going. Well, right? his flying also. Is... It, well, it still wasn't as bad as the running. Yeah, the running was pretty the, bad. So he's, like, running. Like... But his legs can only move so quick. So, like, he's 
he's actually like running as hard as he can, but they got him moving way quicker. So you're like, all right, how does this work? Well, my prediction for it was is what they did. They had him run. They sped up his running and then green screened him into the film right there. So that's why it looked like that. That's why I think it is. Yeah, it, well, it didn't even look like his legs were... He was <laughs> yeah. moving quicker than his legs were. <laughs> yeah, it was... That's why it, it was confusing. I mean, it does look ridiculous. And uh, whenever they... In this movie, the practical effects and everything look... They look pretty good. I mean, the, a lot of time and work was put into it. But whenever it involves, like, Superman's powers, they just they just automatically don't look as good. Because, obviously, because you yeah, have to focus yeah. on it. I mean, I get it. But, I mean, just, like, it's but, definitely cheesy. But, I mean... This is also 50 years ago. I mean. Also, really, they did throw in some funny jokes in this with Lex Luthor and them trying to steal the bomb, right? Like, I mean, with the military guys when the lady's on the ground. And they're, yeah. like, they're like, what would you have a stew captain? And he's like, he's like, well, uh, I need you to give her CPR mouth-to-mouth. But but wait, wait a minute. I wouldn't have you do anything that I can't. <laughs> yeah. <And> I'm like, <laughs> it, was, it was a really funny yeah, scene. It was pretty funny. Like I said, though, this movie is definitely on the comic book side especially when it comes to lex luther he plays just a very comic book villain-esque oh, person for sure and uh i mean his layer is actually pretty cool it i is. enjoy it like it's like this underground it's like a subway system but he's like in his back room and he has like this whole library a swimming pool i mean it's pretty cool i enjoy, i thought it was a pretty cool set design also in that and um i, I mean, mean also his like the reason he was fighting superman actually made sense like he was trying to blow up I, okay, Spo- if you can see, it's yeah. not really us. I mean, this is Superman. Like, let's be I, okay. It's spoiler alert, but yeah, you're it's, not missing anything by I, not you know to this. this it's not gonna change you watching it or not. So basically, he Lex Luthor's trying to blow up the the ridge. San, Sandrius's fault. Yeah. So all of California falls in, but he bought all the ra- land outside of that. Basically, the desert. So then he'll own all that land. So then obviously he'll make millions and millions of dollars. So the only reason he's attacking Superman is because he knows Superman would stop this missile. Yeah, from blowing it up. So that's the only reason. No, I mean, in this movie, I mean, I have to think this is one of the most unique villain setups any movie I've ever seen, in any superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, because most of them are like, you got the cheesy ones are like we have to rob a bank or rob the World Bank or something along those lines, you know, or or we're gonna kill half the people, right? Because we're this crazy maniacal people and like or Thanos. Or, Thanos had good one too. I mean, he's like we have to cut out half the population because like the Earth and stuff needs to live on. But like Lex Luthor's plan was he's this like basically a real estate mogul and he's like I need my land to be worth more money, but, which mean, is pretty. Kind of, it's super unique. I mean, I'm not saying it's a great plan by Amy's, but I'm saying it's like is definitely different than what like you get most of the time which was pretty fun actually oh yeah for sure i mean it, it was it was another solid movie i mean they definitely did superman right for the time 78 i mean i think they did him right no matter like no matter what okay i man, well, okay this man of steel yeah what you gonna choose man of steel or this uh this that's my point i mean i don't necessarily like how comic booky it is but Man of Steel t- takes it to like the n- darkest of dark paths, and it doesn't work. I mean, it, it, like I said, Superman it's is like they're trying to go for the Batman. His parents died. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do because 
Batman you can do that with because Batman is the Dark Knight. Yeah, but right? even they did they did this kind of with the his father or father figure, but it wasn't they weren't going for the dark side. Yeah, well the, that's what I'm saying. This movie is like definitely like it's super it's pretty light. I mean, like I said, Gene Hackman's basically in his henchmen are just like a caricature. I mean, of people, it's not. This movie's not su- super serious by any means. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. Also, the fact that uh, Superman flies backwards and uh, okay, that was rewinds epic. time. That was epic. <laughs> it is like the most insane like theory. I mean, it also doesn't make any sense at all. Well, because it doesn't matter because everyone would die if you spun the world the other way. Everyone yeah, would just yeah, die. Yeah. Like but the Earth would crumble because it'd fall off of its well, axis. That's, uh, what's his? That's the advantage of this movie is because it goes super comic booky. You can kind of like forgive it, but if this went like Man of Steel or Dark Knight, route like Dark Superman, and he did that, it make any sense. we'd be like, "This is the no. stupidest thing I've ever seen in the world." But because yeah. it's pretty lighthearted, they do it. Also, I mean, Lois Lane is the most useless person I've ever seen. No, 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 just no, no. Clark Kent is the most okay, useless yeah, person. That's true, but no, when she falls, I was going to say nitpicks, but go on. When she falls in that ditch, she literally has like I feel like an hour <laughs> to climb out of this car. And, like, yeah, there's little rocks hitting her. But she kind of just sits there and takes it, you know? And <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, nitpicks-wise, Clark Kent is awful. Like, I get what they're trying to go for. They're trying to go for so he's not suspicious, so he's kind of like a weak person. No, but, man, I, is, is he just, like, unlikable to the 10th degree? I like, mean, it, it was definitely rough, but... I see exactly where they're going. Uh, no, it, it bothered me. So it wasn't me. bad. No, like, for me, it bothered me. Because he's trying to go for the I, opposite. I, I get it, but it was just so, like, it, there's a scene where, I don't know if it's in the director's cut. It might only be in the director's cut because it felt like one of those scenes. But um, Lois Lane and Superman and Clark Kent get held up in the middle of New York or Metropolis. And no one sees this go down. So, so they get funny. brought back to an alley in the broad daylight. And Superman's like, oh, no, please don't shoot us or anything. Like, he doesn't have to be super heroic or anything, but he could just, like, knock the gun out of his hands or and, something. And like. also, I never read anything in the comics about him having supernatural reflexes. Like, yeah, he can stop bullets and he yeah, has, like, the part of that. But he doesn't have that good of reflexes. It never said anything about that. I'm, I don't know. It, it was just, for me, it was, like, I, I wish we would not have watched the director's cut because this movie was too long also you guys tell us in the comment section me and kill had a little <laughs> argument over this is one of superman's powers that he can blow freezing cold wind <laughs> no that is not a superpower <laughs> I, they, I they show that in, in some cartoons but i think that's cheesy because it doesn't even make sense it makes no sense all right kill maybe it doesn't make sense to you but all of us americans it makes no sense it makes too. no sense and uh can we also talk about the fact that uh christopher reeves in uh his underwear was uh Pack a little more heat. Than, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. They definitely had a couple sticks in there. Holy uh, smokes, man! Like, he was he was packing heat. If I do say so myself. Oh that my god! They're trying to just emphasize that hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even like saying like that's what I'm staring at because that's what this is gonna Another make me sound PG, like. Am I right? <laughs> like oh my gosh! Like like if you don't notice that you're blind. Yeah. Okay. It's really like, just happy, you know. That's all that was going on there. <laughs> I mean, and also um, a little more nitpicky. Um, how many people in superhero movies or in action movies could be saved if they could simply just do a pull up? 
<laughs> I mean, I want to see the percentages on this because I feel like everyone's like one pulp away from surviving before someone has to yeah, come and save exactly. them. Like literally everyone in any movie, like they'll always hang off a ledge and all they have to do is pull up and they'd be fine, but they well, can't do a pull it's up. It's a muscle up. So I mean, not e- oh, please, not even you could like, as long as you get your chest onto the ledge, you can pull yourself up. Yeah. I mean, I could. Could you, Caleb? I don't think so. Also, uh, this is a little uh, discussion we were having during the movie, and I want to bring everyone into this. Okay, so um, if a bridge is uh, tumbling down, right, uh, and you're on the bridge, no, you're in the middle of the bridge, so there's no way you can make it off the well, bridge before this falls over. Also, right? say what we both decided on that the bridge—it's a, it's a golden, golden gate bridge. You're smack dab in the middle. But my point is, the bridge we both decided the bridge is probably gonna fall one way or the other, yeah, or straight can't. down. It's either gonna fall straight down chances, or one way or chances the other. are it's not gonna fall straight down. Yeah, because nothing. So ever we both falls agreed straight down like that. We both agreed upon that. So Caleb, say what you were gonna so, do. So what I'm saying is, if the bridge is gonna tip one way or the other, right, you're gonna go to the highest point now. Set, you automatically assume I mean climb the rope or climb anything to get up to the top. You'd be wrong. Well, then we say the highest point. No, no, That's what no, you no, think no. instantly. Because if it's turning one way or the other, all you have to do is go the other side. And then if it falls, I'm not saying you live, but I'm saying this is your best chance. If it falls into the water. You're basically falling onto cement. But nothing fall. It'd fall. No, it's going to fall. It's going to sink quicker than you sink. So you're not going to hit it. What I'm saying yeah, is. Yeah, but it, the, it hitting the water that fast. It's not just going to go right through the water. It's going to have a displace second, it. Yeah, it's going to have a second water. stop. So if you're standing on that, you're instantly you're not breaking gonna, okay, your legs. You're not going to be standing on it. That's not how body. it works. You're, you're not going to be standing on. But my point is, the point body. is, nothing's going to fall on you. That's your best shot. No, but you're going to break everything in your body by it falling sideways, even if you're on top of it. But the, okay, come on. I'm not saying which way you're going to make it out the best. I'm so saying you're going to die. No, if you can't. If no, you no, you'll survive this 100. percent Kill, have you ever tried swimming with your bones broken? Why do you automatically assume your legs are broken from this? Like, because you're falling so from such a high flight. Yeah, but it's not like you're like stuck to it and you're gonna fall right on top of it. What, like, what? World what are you gonna do? 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 What are you gonna do? Uh, displace your fall. You're falling 100 feet. Freaking, How do you displace it? Uh, belly to the ground, skydive that bad boy <laughs> to lessen the blow, <laughs> and then right before you go feet first. Yeah, you're probably gonna break your legs. But guess what? You're not gonna die. Okay, what's the difference between mine? <laughs> okay, yeah, time, time. A 50 you're gonna, you're gonna sit you here, jump off the bridge. Yeah, you're gonna jump off the bridge. Not 50 50. Uh, it's it's fi- literally me, one percent. No, no, it's a 50 50 because not if the even bridge close. falls the other way, you're safe. But if it falls on top of you, you're dead. That doesn't mean it's 50 50. <laughs> yeah, it's 50 50. <laughs> That's like saying you can win the lottery every single time. It's a 50 50 shot. Either you win or you lose. Exactly. No, no, you're wrong. Anyways, back to the movie. Back to the movie. You all know I'm right. Anyways, um, there's actually some pretty uh, funny things. Marlon Brando, he's the father of um, Superman. And he's in, only in it for maybe like 10 minutes. I mean, the extended cut, he's in it for longer. But he was paid uh, $3.7 million at first to be just do that 10-minute scenes, right? Yeah. And he refused to memorize his lines because he wanted it to be a fresh take as soon as he did it. So he had like the, the lines written on the baby's underwear and stuff. Yeah, and uh, or the diaper, but I don't think it was that. I think he just didn't want to be in this movie because he actually is only in for like 10 minutes in the regular cut, I guess, and he was supposed to be in Superman 2, but none of his scenes show up and because he was supposed to get $3.7 million and a share of the profits of this movie, so they went all out to get Marlon Brando on this. 
So, but the thing is, they didn't pay him the right amount of profit. So he ends up making ten million dollars at the end of the day. That's my boy. No, <laughs> for for these like ten minutes, and they don't even show him in Superman two. So basically, for tw- like ten days of work, barely, he just made ten million dollars. And this is in nineteen seventy eight. So uh, that, that's a lot of money, especially. But, I mean, he is probably, like, the biggest star of that time. So, I mean, it doesn't really justify it, but. All right, Kel, let's break down what we got going on next week. We got... well, how about we talk? You're just going to skip ahead. That's true. Not even get the rating. I was already thinking one about it. I mean, all mine are the same. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. Oh, no, no, no. This is a 6. Oh, Dir- boy. Why'd you give it that bad? Director's cut, a 6. Why? I was just not invested at all. All in this movie. It was way too long. Three hours of Superman. I can't do it, dude. Yeah, but what was wrong with it? Why'd you give it a six? I felt felt like it just wasn't for me. It was too comic-y. And uh, it was just... It was by far the the best superhero movie. Or Superman movie. Yeah, I agree, but I don't... Like I said before, I really don't care about Superman. What do you give the other Superman movies? I don't think they're any better. I just don't... I don't care for Superman in general. I didn't think this was that bad. Honestly, I thought it was a good movie. I gave it a six out of ten. It's not that bad. Yeah, it was just you that's know, above average. Talking, I mean, so. okay, I think I think if I did watch the regular cut, this would probably be a seven because they would cut down a lot of the fat. This so, director's cut was just not good. Obviously, you picked Kramer versus Kramer to win it because you gave that a better score. I I, I would choose the same. Okay. Oh yeah, you gave them both idea yeah. out of tens. I I, think I mean this this Kramer week this better. week was definitely a weak, weak week for me. But we God. got an interesting segment. Yeah. This is what I was waiting on. So, so I, I, this whoa, minute, whoa, whoa. Oh, I this minute, I'll let you speak, but just okay. say. Go ahead, Kill. I thought, you know, Academy vs. People is, is great. It's great. It's making us watch new movies and see what the Academy feels and uh, how the people feel. But uh, I thought, uh, why don't we watch some movies that uh, we specifically pick, you know? So I thought maybe like every other week, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll uh, both choose a movie, we'll, and then we'll put them kind of head-to-head against each other. Well, Not even head-to-head. We'll just put them... Just pick a movie and we'll see uh, basically who has the better taste of movies. I mean, I mean, and you gotta give them the other segments that we've been we we've been brainstorming a little bit, and we we're probably gonna do best superhero movie, yeah, best villains, and uh, it's gonna be another bracket, kind of like the patriotic, and we might. I mean, we're still deciding because this is a lot of film time, like. One week watch the Mission Impossible's. One week yeah. watch the Bournes. One week watch the 007s, and then compare which one's better. Yep, I think that's a good idea. Uh, and we also may do like a John Wick versus Equalizer. Yes, and, uh, yeah. So, like so we have a lot of stuff uh, packed for you guys. But um, so so, so, so keep it. tuning in. Share it with all your friends. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you want to donate money, uh, first give us a five star review. Amen. That's the most important. Um, okay, but uh, um. Well, the new movie we're gonna go see this week is uh, Seth. It's Bad Boys. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not. Bad it's boys. not the most. It's uh, Good Boys. Good Boys, whatever. Same difference. I mean, I'm not that excited for it. It's not the most solid movie. All the this reviews. Week, this actually this came out a week ago, but uh, all the reviews say if you want to see kids say the f word about a billion times, <laughs> that's it. So like, I'm not too excited, but I did hear it's kind of funny. But and also, I mean, what comedy do you know that gets good? Meta scores. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, not many. We'll see how it goes. Because comedies, you know, that it's all opinionated. It's super subjective. Uh, so Seth, what no, movie? No, you tell me yours first. All right, listen here. This is uh, I'll build up a little bit. American classic. Listen. If you say Sandlot, I might punch you in the face. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. This is a truly American classic. 
Um, Which means you know, it's not American it's, it's right up there with it's right up there with Go Dog Go, Green Eggs and Ham. Man, this is how classic this is. Basically, um, I just want to say this this movie put, holds a special place in my heart, and I feel like this movie got a lot more hate than it should have. Um, this is uh, 2003, The Cat in the Hat. Oh, oh God! <laughs> I didn't remember you saying that. That is probably listen. I don't think the critics truly understand. This movie has a 19 on a meta, Metacritic. Uh, I think the critics overlooked this movie. I think we're gonna, we're looking back at this movie, and it deserves a lot more credit than it deserves. That borderline has a furry in it. Dude, this movie is borderline. Funny. Borderline, like furries. Ken Head could be in the new movie Cats. Honestly, yes, like, a dude, bunch of that's furries why. running around. Dude, that's why, dude. This movie, I'm excited hey, to rewatch dude, with fresh eyes. What, I enjoyed it. As, I thought it was funny as a kid. If that's what you're into, man. I'm not gonna judge. It right? had like a lot of sexual jokes, which I did not understand at the age of six. Yeah, so. dude, that is a weird movie. <laughs> that's why I'm it's so excited. Not a children's movie, like in any sense. At <laughs> all. Did you think I was gonna even? get anything close to that no actually i knew i like right when you said it i remember you mentioning yeah it, like, a couple weeks ago i yeah. said dude i can't want to rewatch can the hat <laughs> i know so i mean i got an interesting movie um i definitely think it'll beat your movie i don't know if you've seen it actually i mean we've had it on the shelf for a little bit of time it's a good movie it's a 2000 movie it's two hours and two minutes. I guess, I guess. It got a 90 meta score, a uh, 7.9 user rating. 90 meta? It's a 2000 movie, just say. Yep. 2000, 90 Metacritic. Oh, man. I, I give you a hint. I, I give, give it hint, an give 8 out of 10. Oh, gosh. That's like every movie <laughs> No, I mean, um, I'm probably going to, I'm going to probably, I don't know if I'm going to change the score just because. I saw this before, you know, I was a prestigious, you know. Uh, is it Spider-Man? No, that's way too high. That's way too 90 Metacritic. 90 Metacritic. Minions. All right, I'll give you the, I'll give you the <laughs> plot. It's a high school boy is given the chance to write a story for the Rolling Stones magazine. Oh, Almost Famous. Almost yes, Famous. Yes, good. good actually, good choice because this is uh, – it's been on my watch list for probably three years, and uh, – I just never have gone around to watching it. So I'm out here picking good movies, and you're out here picking the time, 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 time. That's what you think. You haven't <laughs> seen. Yeah, we haven't rewatched it with these fresh no. one movie, one movie class in eyes. Okay. All right. So basically, we got an interesting week next week. That's all you guys need to know. All right. Help. <laughs> see you guys later. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, see you next week. All right. Bye. <laughs>